because they have to have what's up guys it is your girl sarah from sarah styles here thanks for joining us on a weekend um i hope you're having a lovely weekend it's beautiful weather here in colorado we're gonna start gardening um and i know that you garden too daniela i'm trying i know you can probably teach me some things i am <laughs> i've tried in the past and it's never worked out but our new house has um like this beautiful like guard like you have to garden it, it has it all set up and like sprinklers set for it and everything so i'm like okay we'll try another and my daughter absolutely loves it so oh, good. um yeah mostly we're just doing like decorating because it's a lot bigger than our other house so we have like more places to put things and it's kind of hard right now um because you can't really go anywhere we're getting like multiple amazon packages a day <laughs> so. Um, but we are, I'm here with, um, Daniela. She is Ivy and Blush, uh, Bottega. She is, what's up guys? Thanks for joining. We are going to be talking about social media, um, in general, but then also as it relates to reselling, um, she is, I'll let her tell you a little bit about her background and why she is qualified to talk about this. Um, why don't you actually get into that? Tell us a little bit about your background um i mean you're a reseller a little bit about how you got into that but then also about your social media background as well sure so hey everyone i'm daniella i'm a part-time reseller on poshmark and ebay those are two my two main platforms i do sell on other platforms but not, not as important to me um so i have been reselling for a long time, since I was 16 years old, I was reselling before I knew it was reselling. I would resell items for fun, or I needed money for things, or I wanted something new, or whatever it was, um, I was reselling my own items in my own closet. So fast forward to about a year ago, I decided to start reselling for profit. Profit, right? So yeah, um, <laughs> well, like intentionally doing yeah. things, not just getting rid of stuff. Yeah. Doing it to save money for other goals that I have in life now as an adult. So that's that's kind of the whole reselling side that's evolved over time. I have a podcast now at Lori Tata called Thrifters Villa. I now started a YouTube channel, so that's fun. Uh, that's that's been something I've wanted to do probably since I was in high school when YouTube was like first a thing um, back in like 2005. And I never did it because I never knew. Oh, you're like, younger than I am. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, YouTube younger. was not like, I. we had MySpace maybe. Oh, yeah, I had MySpace well. too. Facebook, I think I was the first, second generation to have Facebook or maybe the first generation. It came out in 2004. I graduated in 2005. That's when I got it. So, I mean, yeah. well, it's crazy with... Yeah, it's crazy with technology because I graduated in 2003, but two years of technology back then was like, me and my Ooh. husband were talking about this, like the cell phone that he had when he graduated and the cell phone that I had only two years apart were like, you know, he had like the basic flip phone and I like was maybe starting to get data. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, anyway, we digress. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, oh, man. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I those little things I have going on right now. I just, I have a website that is done. The framework of it's done, but I haven't uploaded any content to it. Like that's, I don't have time right now. I'm an essential worker and I just can't do that right now as much as I want to. I, I can't, that requires a lot of headspace that I just don't have right now. Um, Did you build the website? So I built some of the framework of it and then I hired someone to do the more intense code and HTML and stuff that's required for it. I just didn't want to spend the time doing it. My sister is a graphic designer, so she is doing some images and stuff for me. I could do it myself, but there are just certain things where it's just better than I am, you know, just. 
What uh, platform did you build it on? I'm I, in the process of building mine, so I'm just WordPress. So everyone does shop, Shopify, but I don't want to limit myself to just Shopify. Mm -hmm. So WordPress gives me a wider range of things to do. So that's if why you I know it. Yeah, and yeah, I did. I, Squarespace, but mm. well, mine's in WordPress too, but it's definitely it's definitely more complex, and you have yeah. to know it. But it allows you much more capabilities. I like uh, WordPress, and I've experienced with WordPress, so it was easier for me to go with them. Um, but I did have to hire someone to do a lot of the code. That was the only yeah. thing. Um, so I have that going on. That will launch soon. That has a really cool platform on it where um, people will be able to choose their price. There'll be three designated prices for items and um, the proceeds, certain percentages of it go, will go towards uh, charities, three different charities. So mm -hmm. that will be fun. Yeah, it'll be something different and it'll give me another opportunity to sell items to different people out there, not just Poshmark or eBay um, buyers. So that's fun. And yeah, my background in social media, the whole reason why we're having this live, right, is I, um, so I worked in retail for 14, 15 years around there. And my main job in retail um, when I worked there was merchandising. So I was a marketing merchandiser. I set up stores. Um, I had like a home store that I worked at most of the time, but I also went into new stores or older stores that were remodeling and I had to go in and create new displays and all that stuff and looking at the customers that walked into the store, the community that was around there. And that's how we kind of based those um, productions out of. And then I worked in the bridal industry for a little bit and that was more of a sales base, which kind of goes into my whole reselling abilities. And then um, I worked in a consulting firm for three years, a little more than three years. And that was all social media. I was in charge of the company social media. I was in charge of other companies, social media and creating images and creating social media calendars for them. And all of that, um, I would do YouTube lives and Facebook lives and all that kind of stuff. So that oh, was yeah. all the time. And it was a lot, <laughs> but it was fun. I learned so much from it. I learned so it, it, social media is a lot. Um, it's absolutely a lot. And that's why I have you here to kind of talk about it. You have such, this is what I love about the reselling community is you don't like get a degree in reselling. It's everyone comes with like different aspects and we can grow and learn different things from each other. Um, so I'm excited to have this. We could talk about all the things for a long You're time, but I want to, <laughs> yeah, um, I want to kind of hone in on social media today. Um, so I want to talk, I mean, I want to start with one, how do you find the time? Because this is your like part time. I mean, you have a full-time job, you're an essential employee and you're working. I mean, you work for unemployment, right? So you're working like crazy hours right now. Yeah. Um, so you're doing that, working ridiculous amounts of hours as an essential employee, but then you're also doing all of this reselling and social media. So um, you mentioned a content calendar, but any other, like, how do you do it? How do you find time to do it all? I schedule everything. So that's the only way that I can stick to my plan is I literally, everything is, so I have like a written schedule that I follow and then I have a digital one that I follow. And so I need to have it in multiple places and I follow it like religiously to a T. Okay, I've booked a half hour to do this. I need to do it. Um, you know, I also don't have children right now, so it makes it a little bit easier for me to do that. But when that- Yeah, they're not respectful of a schedule. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's very different when that happens, right? Um, yeah. I am just, I'm also very organized, it's just who I am as a person. So once I stick to something and once I commit to something, I'm gonna do it. And that's yeah. just the way it is. I'm also a Capricorn, so that kind of throws, that's that's why I'm like that. 
just very detail-oriented, very type A. And I think that's helpful because I'm not, it's funny because people tell me on social media, I get it all the time. You're so organized, Sarah. And I'm like, I call my yeah i well so i am like i am not organized and my brain goes in like 17 and the only way i can do it is i if i like overcompensate and over organize otherwise like nothing would ever happen and it would just be like yeah. I, I maybe i have a little adhd i think too because like my brain is well, all and so i have to like write things down and schedule them out and I also think that when you have so many ideas flowing in your brain, it's so easy to become disorganized, even though you're thinking of it in an organized manner, if that makes any sense. Because sometimes yes. I get these ideas, I'm like, okay, I'm going to start them right now. And then I don't touch them again for a really long time. And then it's just like this, this thing that's just sitting there that I know I need to get to. And I feel like I'm not accomplishing the things I need to accomplish. And it's like, when your brain functions this way, not everyone's brain is like this and that's fine. Everyone functions differently, but right. like my brain is constantly on, it's constantly thinking of things. And I've always been like that my whole life. This is like not anything new. Um, you just find ways to cope with it and mechanisms to use to kind of get you in the right place. Yeah, and I think a lot of people that are in this, um, reselling business or even social media you know you're entrepreneurs and i think most entrepreneurs have brains like that because they are thinking far outside of the box and have a gazillion ideas but then mm -hmm. it's having these ideas but then you have to be able to do something with it so i want to talk to you about how you do something with it and on that note someone says that they love your media calendar from thrifters villa so i want you to talk a little bit about that um and it is well i'll let you talk about it no, so we, uh, Lori and I created a podcast episode based on social media creation, like creating the components of social media and how to keep yourself organized and on task and uh, the different modalities of creating the social media content. And we released the social media content calendar, which I had created a while ago, but tweaked it for reselling. Um, and it's just a way for people to learn a little bit more about social media and not just like learn about Instagram, but like learn the components of Instagram, learn how, when are the most, best times to post? Um, what are people looking for when they're on Instagram? What are people looking for when they're on YouTube? Um, is it a visual modality of learning? Is it a um, auditory modality of learning? All of those components go into social media. It's, so this is where my teaching background, if people don't know, my I have a master's in education and teaching the visually impaired. So this is like where my brain goes because mm -hmm. as a teacher, you need to be able to teach people in multiple ways. So you need to have mm -hmm. tactile, you need to have visual, you need to have auditory, all of that stuff. Um, then you have physical components of it, people seeing you move and all of that. So um, I think that's important even when it comes to social media, you should have all those components to it. So for me, that's what that episode was about. And I know Lori agrees as well. And the calendar was just an extension of it to give to the community, use it however they want. They could edit it, they can do whatever they need to. Um, it has a calendar component, it has notes, it has some tips and tricks at the end. So it was just like a comprehensive piece for everyone Thank to you. use. To schedule it out. And I think yeah. I find there's a couple of people in the chat too saying that social media is, it's very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. I think, especially as you get started and learning. And as soon as I started like scheduling it out and planning ahead, it got way less stressful. When I was like, oh my God, it's four o'clock and I haven't posted yet. Let me try and come up with something and take a picture and do it. Like, like that's when it got, I mean, it's still overwhelming, but now like I do it a week in advance. Um, I find for me, if I do it too far in advance, then it's not relevant to what 
is happening in my life. And I'm like, well, I don't want to talk about that today. <laughs> like, yeah. something else happened. Um, well, I think, like, so when I worked for the consulting company and we're working with insurance agencies, we planned everything a month or two in advance. And because it was the same continual type things that happened every year, insurance companies, those are the things they want to promote out at that specific time to their clients um, for client retentions and all that kind of stuff. So that was very, um, it was easy. I just created the same thing. They had a motivational Monday. They had a tip Tuesday. Like, you know, it was always the same thing every week. And you could do that with reselling too. But reselling is moving and changing all the time that it makes it a little complicated to do it that way. Uh, yeah. So yes, I sometimes plan things out for two weeks. And then four days in, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not posting this anymore because it's not relevant anymore. We've already moved on to the next thing. So how can I use maybe what I've already taken pictures of or what I've already planned out, but kind of change the content to fit what's going on now. You have to be on your toes. I mean, it's, you, you can't drive yourself crazy with social media because you can, it's 110% possible, oh, yeah. but you need to find out like what's more important to you, building your following on social media or selling things to make money. Yes, and that is a down to. Yes, that and that's a valid point. And I've heard a lot of people that are like, well, what do I like, how do I get followers? And what and I think before you get into that, you need to figure out what you want it to be about. Why why are you on there? Do you want to connect with people? Do you want to sell things? Do you want to give other resellers tips? Like what because then once you have an idea of what you want to be, then you can start to build content right around that. Um and so your social media, you don't sell do you sell a lot of stuff on there? I don't see a lot no. of posts. I did my, like I do my re not so mystery reseller boxes, which I have another batch of those that I just um, put out last night. I got a bunch of donations. I keep getting so many of them. I, I don't want to list it or I don't have to, like some of the items, just things I'm not going to list or I don't have time to deal with. And I'm just throwing them yeah. in boxes and giving them out to people because not every thrift store is open. And even if thrift stores are open, it's limited quantities of what you're getting at the thrift stores because they're not rotating inventory out. Things are being quarantined that are being donated. So it's like my give back to the community. So that's the only thing that I've done on Instagram. And the first time around, it was a hit. I mean, I sold um, 35, 36 boxes total, which yeah. was crazy. And yeah, and I, now that you're saying that, I was like, oh, I was going to look at a box and I started looking and I got sidetracked and completely forgot until you said that again. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so Glow Girl Glow is asking, do you have a separate account for your reselling business? Uh, like uh, checking? Oh, you mean my Instagram account? Yes. Oh, yeah, I would guess an Instagram, yeah, account. Instagram account. Yes. So I have my personal account, which I barely touch anymore um, because I'm always focusing on the reselling Instagram page. Uh, but I do hop on my personal one just to make sure people know I'm still alive. Like, Hey, still, still here <laughs> just doing other things. Uh, but yeah, I do a, a different one. I want to keep that separation between my personal life and then the business aspect of it. I don't like to mesh the two too much. Like I do like on YouTube and on the podcast, like I mesh a little bit of it, but I like to keep some things to myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree. Um, I have a business account. I don't have a, I didn't even have a personal Instagram. I am not, it's kind of funny because I have, I'm on YouTube and Instagram for my business. I am not a social media person personally. I like the last, the last post I did on Facebook for myself was like my kids, I don't know, a month ago. And I don't have an Instagram. I didn't even have a YouTube account until I started a YouTube chat. Like I am not a social media person by any means, um, but I think it is good. I think it's good to keep it separate for sure. Um, because then you're like friends and family are like, I don't want to keep seeing yeah, I reseller. I know. Um, okay. This is a good question. What's your ratio of stories to actual posts? So how do you decide this and mm -hmm. what do you do for, about it? 
Um, I guess I've never thought about it that way. I focus on posts more so than stories. So I kind of hop on the stories feature if something's going on or I'm doing something and I kind of want to do a quick like check in like, hey, haven't seen you in a while kind of thing, you know, or I'm going live like I just did this with tonight mm -hmm. with Sarah. I'm going live in a half hour. See you guys there kind of thing. Um, I don't use stories to the same capacity that other resellers do. Some people focus on their stories more than posts. That's how they sell their items. I'm not doing that. My posts are also more um, on like the engaging front, like their educational content, there may be something that's going on that I wanna share some knowledge on, or maybe I have a question on something and I'm curious what other people are doing. So that's how I use my posts. I can't say I have a, a, a real ratio, but if I were to you know, really sit down and look at it, I'm focusing 80% of my time on the post over the stories. Yeah, and that's kind of how I am too. I think of the posts as like the content that I want to get out. And then my stories is more like my real life. Like, yeah. oh, we went for a walk today. Yeah. Oh, I'm at the thrift store. Oh, like mm -hmm. not the pretty pictures, not like lots of mm -hmm. content or, hey, I'm noticing this and do a quick poll, you know, yes or no or whatever. Um, it's kind of, and that's kind of what I get to feel most people are. A lot yeah, of people do well, sell stuff in stories. I think that the reason why I focus on posts more so than stories is posts are what people can search for like you can like if you're hashtagging within your story people can look for it that way or if you're tagging your story people can look for it that way when they're searching on instagram but if people are searching for a specific i don't know let's say they're looking at made well for whatever reason they're typing in made well right and my post either has a hashtag with it or it's tagged or something like that it's going to pop up or if they're searching by region and let's say the location i put the location is massachusetts then my post will come up given whatever it is that they're looking up so that's why i do and that doesn't happen yeah and that doesn't happen with stories correct so i think yeah and so to your point i think stories work to sell things if you already have a following right like if people know like oh they do stories or they have like twenty thousand followers um or i've seen people do a post that's like hey today i'm going to do a sale in my stories and then yeah. you would know to watch them but that's still only people who like always do that not like well, someone with 200 yeah. followers right when you have a smaller following like i don't have a big following i think i have i don't know three thousand eight hundred something like that it's not it's bigger than what i ever anticipated it to be but it's not a huge following so i have very loyal followers that you know look at my stories and look at all my posts and everything and i'm very thankful for them and i love that and i appreciate them but i'm not like someone with like you said twenty thousand followers where people are constantly checking because they know that they're going to post a haul you know at the end of the day yeah. with a bunch of stuff to sell and buy so and i think that goes back to to what you said in the beginning about like know what your purpose of instagram is and people know your instagram isn't necessarily for selling things so someone's asking can you go through the basics of setting up a business account and features like the first question ig asks is if you are an actual business or an influencer oh my god i haven't done this in so long i would have to like go through it and look um I think all I did was there was an option in the account settings and you can put me on the spot here. I don't remember. Um, I, can I get back to you guys on that? Yes. If you, yeah, you're welcome to come back and leave comments on it. Type a link or something. Cause I'm pretty sure there's a link on how to do it. I know there's a feature on Instagram. I haven't done it in such a long time. I can't remember um, that it asks you if it's a business account, but I don't, know the details like if you're an influencer or not i don't remember it asking me that question yeah well so if you want to come back and leave a comment yeah, or in the chat okay um and there's i just googled it but i do want to talk to that a little bit if you know the difference in like why you would want to have a business account as opposed to a personal one 
So for me personally, I'm building a brand, which is why I wanted a business account. So I don't, my personal account is me, Daniela Malkasian. That's it. Like it's all the things that I do with my family or it's just like my personal account has me powerlifting and gardening and like, you know, it's just food that I'm making, all that kind of stuff. And I incorporate that within my business account to add some human element to it that I am a real person. I'm not a robot. Um, but my business account is to build my brand, which is Ivy and Blush Bottega now. So that's going to go hand in hand with my website. So I want people to know my brand and love my brand all while, all while getting to know me, but not as personal as my friends and family know me. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah I think so. And I, I will say from my perspective, um, you guys can probably guess what I'm going to say, but business accounts, you get data. <laughs> you have, yeah. So, yeah. So, on the business accounts, you can see, and I don't have a personal account, so I don't know what you can see on there, but no, I, don't I know see data like that. No. Yeah. So, you can like look and see how many likes you have and what, I mean, there's all kinds of metrics to help you build better content, mm. um, see how many followers you're getting. And it tells you like this post, how well this post did. And so, you yeah. can kind of build, and that kind of helped me a lot in the beginning too, like what posts are getting a lot of traction. And those are things that I am focusing more on. And then isn't it surprising when you look at that Sarah too, and you're like, wait, that post is doing better than the one that I spent 20 minutes photographing that no one liked. Yeah. Yeah. That happens a lot too. Yes. Which is really telling because a lot, yeah, a lot of my posts that got things were like a picture of like me with my child that I just randomly took because it made me a little bit more human, I think. Um, but then it helps you like, yeah, okay, I'm not gonna spend five hours doing these flat lays yeah. if no one's liking them. No, I mean, at the end of the day, it's really what what kind of content you're putting out there. And you don't want it to be too long because people stop reading, but you don't want it, be, it to be too short because then it has no value. So it's finding that balance in what your audience wants. You'll learn what your audience wants, it just takes time. Yes, for sure. Try some things out and get a look at it. Um, We went wayside. I, so I built questions knowing that we probably wouldn't get to any of them because I know that we would talk but I do want to talk so that's a lot of Instagram um if you guys have specific Instagram questions in the chat feel free to um, comment them I do want to move on because she also has a podcast which is very intriguing yeah. to me um and it seems very um I don't know if overwhelming is the right way um it I can't do one other thing but I'm very interested in it and I think a lot of people are turning to podcasts and it's kind of where it's at right now for sure um so I want to speak a little bit to that you do it with Lori um Tata is that how you say your last yeah, name yeah so she's Lori's Boston found um on Poshmark mm -hmm. on on Instagram yeah and I think she's just Lori Taylor mm -hmm. here on uh, YouTube. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I think no. I think it's Lauren Boston finds on YouTube also. Is it? Because okay. that's how I found her. Okay. Yeah. Well, that could be it. Um, anyway. So she's awesome. Go follow her. He is. <laughs> he is, and she is my co-host, and we have so much fun together. We're very good friends, and she's a Massachusetts girl. So we're both New England girls, and so um, Lori and I got together. I had this idea to create a podcast, and. Uh, didn't want to do it alone. Knew I wanted it to do. I knew I wanted to do it with someone else, and it was just a matter of finding the right person that I vibed with and that had um, that personality just kind of meshed and had similar values and morals and all that kind of stuff. So I asked Lori. She said yes, and uh, we just kind of went with it. We are not. I apologize to all the cats that are popping up in the videos, but um, <laughs> um, so we're not like like 
we do some interviews, but we really just sit down and talk about things that are happening in the community, or maybe we give some insightful tips on things that we've learned along the way, or we pick a specific topic up about reselling, whether that be brands or, um, I don't know, like there's a social media one. We did another one on retail arbitrage, just like all different things. Um, we do a lot of reseller Q and A type stuff because we have, we have a lot of people that reach out to us and want answers to different things. And instead of creating multiple videos on stuff or multiple posts, we just put it all in a podcast episode and we get to have a real conversation discussion about it. And it's nice. It's just sitting down talking to a friend, which is our whole motto. So, yeah, so definitely it's, yeah, it's Thrifters Villa um, on, it's on all, all major podcasting platforms. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we just started a website. It's a very simple website, but we have some things we're going to be doing on there. Um, we have an Instagram page, which we're not super active on it right now. I and mean, we do a couple posts here and there, but it's just, we're building it up and we're, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time, but we're doing that. Um, Lori's been is going to be taking every other week off. So on those off weeks, I am doing a mini series called Coffee Talk and we have a survey right now. So anyone can apply to be on Coffee Talk. It's just you sitting down with me and talking about whatever it is you want to talk about. Maybe you have an expertise in something. It doesn't even have to be reseller related. It could be just strictly business and entrepreneurial. Um, I have a couple people lined up that are women-owned businesses that resell on the side, but they left the corporate world and they're doing other things like coaching and consulting and all that kind of stuff. So I want it to be diverse. I don't care how many followers you have. Like none of that matters to me at all. I don't care. Like I just want to know what you're about and we'll let's down have a conversation. So last week's episode was about sustainable brands, which is super hot in the reselling world and in fashion in general. And I got to sit down with my good friend Jill and we talked about it. So, and everyone seemed to enjoy that. And we all learned something new. I learned so much in that episode so that's thrifters villa you can follow it and listen to it every week yes it is amazing and i i mean this is probably why me and daniela get along so well because i have a very similar um philosophy i don't i mean i'll have people who have ten thousand followers or you know big yeah, YouTubers. But like, yeah whatever <laughs> yeah but also like it, if you don't have a lot of followers it doesn't mean that you don't have good Correct. advice and information it just means that you don't spend a lot of time on social media yeah. um and just because you have a lot of followers does not also mean always mean that you know what you're talking about either yeah. um i do have a question that i want because we do have quite a few pretty active social media people in the chat so i do want to ask um in the chat you know what is your guys's purpose of social media are you wanting to because i think in everything that you do you need to know your purpose and then you're a better able to figure out even for reselling like figure out your high level why you do this um so leave us notes in the chat why you do what you do what your purpose of social media is what you're wanting to get out of it um we did have a couple questions about instagram um, but i do want to come back to the podcast yeah. so yeah yes what apps do you use to create um, posts and that look cohesive so I don't believe in creating a curated feed because that requires way too much work and I'm not about that life. Um, I want to focus more of my energy on reselling and making money than making sure all of my filters look the same on my posts. Do I use filters? Yes. So if you want to use filters, easiest way for me, the way that I do it is I downloaded Lightroom. There's a preset feature on there. You can go on Etsy and buy presets and you download them into Lightroom and then you can make your pictures look fancy and you can curate them any way that you want. I basically just use the presets to make things look brighter. That's really it. And just to enhance the colors more, I don't 
I don't believe in a curated feed, but some people do and that's their brand and that's fine. It's just not me. Um, I don't think it's necessary in terms of giving out content and, and helping the community. I don't think having a curated feed is really that important. A curated closet, different story if that's your thing. Um, but in terms of social media, bloggers do it, but it makes sense. That's what yeah. the business is. And I'm going to say, because mine is, I mean, mine is not curated to the extent of like, so, like I am not a graphic designer. I am not a pro. I make mine fairly cohesive because I want you to be able to see my post and be like that. It's related to you. So yeah. it's it, for me, it's branding. Um, and it's funny. I, it's working because I had someone say, I knew that was your post before. Like yeah. I even looked at it because I could tell by like your, um, and so that's why I do it, but it is a hundred percent a ton of work. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't use filters. I just use PicTap Go to brighten it, um, which yeah. is a free phone app. And then I usually remove my background so it looks like really bright and white. Yeah, um, Snapseed's another one. Snapseed's another good one mm -hmm. you can use. Um, in terms of branding, I like for Thrifters Villa, I incorporate the logo with everything. Um, with my own posts for Ivy and Blush Bottega, I don't, and I don't know why, but I don't. Because it's work? Because then you have to add it on everything? Probably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is added work. And call it a day and not go into Canva, which is another thing that I use. That's how I create a lot of my posts too, is using Canva and it's free. There is a paid version, but it's free. And mm -hmm. I could download the logo, which it's in there and I could use it, but that's another step for me to add. I don't, I don't ever want social media to become like that for me. And when it does, I take a break and I won't post for two weeks because that's not what it's about for me. Yeah. And I will say for me, and this is where like social media is different for everybody. Um, once I got, so I purchased a couple of those and I did it after you told me there's a free website where you can get um, like, you know, with like the little coffee pot and plants and stuff on it that oh, you can yeah, like just um, Unsplash.com. What is it? Say it again. Unsplash.com. Yeah. So and I purchased flash. a couple on... I purchased a couple on Etsy, but like, you know, so it's very cohesive. So you can tell, and then I just have to add the words in. So that actually made it easier for me. Cause I'm like, okay, I have a template. If I want to say something, I can just put it in there really quick, but it took time to get that ahead. But now mm -hmm. it makes it a little bit easier for me. Um, Michelle is asking, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, there's also another tool. If you want to schedule your posts, there's a lot of schedulers out there that work with Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all of the social media platforms. If you want to schedule out the same post to go out on various platforms, there's, you can just Google search. There's so many of them. Majority of them you're going to have to pay for though. Yeah. Now see, I've heard um, that Instagram doesn't like you scheduling. And so if you, yeah. So if you, well, and so I've heard if you use any of those apps that they actually don't give you exposure and stuff. So I've never. Because they consider it spamming. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah, like Facebook, Facebook and YouTube, you can do it. Yeah, yeah. Most so most businesses use it for Facebook because um, yeah. well, Facebook just works differently when it comes to businesses. Instagram, it's difficult to schedule because sometimes the photos don't, don't come up come up correctly and the posts don't look the same as if you were to go in the app and do it. So this you know, there's variables in that. Yeah. Um. So Michelle's asking. I heard of Instagram shadowing your posts for different things like hashtags, mm -hmm. mini likes, etc. Do you have any advice on this? 
Um, so there's websites out there that you can look up and see what hashtags are banned. And there's websites that you can log in your information. This is simple Google searches. You can find it. Um, some of them are paid. Some of them are free. They won't give you all the information, but they'll give you some. And you can, look, you know, it'll run your social media, run your Instagram account, and it'll see if you have any banned um, hashtags within your posts. And then if you do, you go back into those posts and kind of delete those out and see if that helps. I've so far never been shadow banned that I know of, but it can yeah. happen. Um, Instagram also doesn't like it if you're posting too, too much because then it won't show your stuff. Or if you're, um, you know, have an excessive amount of followers that come out of nowhere, you know, all those, it's an algorithm just like anything else. That's just how and I think, I mean, from what I've learned too for Instagram, they, they're pretty smart. They want you to appear instant and a person. And so if you're doing anything that seems like, you know, all of a sudden you gained 5,000 followers, mm -hmm. like they're going to say, Hey, that's a flag. If you normally post, you know, two or three times, a day, you know, that, and that's kind of what I think of too, is like, you're going to get a hit if they're like, this is weird activity, right. right? Or this is a bot or this is a paid, you know, something right. is happening. Doing a lot of followers is not good. Um, that. <laughs> yeah, I learned and I did this like years ago for my other business. And so I'm glad I didn't do it now, but it looks like I did a lot of followers because I have a lot of followers. Um, but you also don't want to unfollow a lot of people at the same time either. No, so you don't want any like too positive action or too negative action. You have to find like that little in between. Yeah. Um, there are lists of banned hashtags that you can just Google search and they'll come up. Um, and I, do you use anything for hashtags? Any apps or anything? Um, I come up with them and drive them myself. Um, and then I also use, um, there's a website, all hashtags, I believe it is all dash hashtags.com that I'll type in a word and kind of see what comes up. And then I kind of go off of that. I like to also see what's trending. So I might type in certain words and see what comes up as a trending hashtag. Uh, but I don't like to use the same hashtags over and over again. I have like, um, uh, notes in my phone. I have like six or seven different blocks of hashtags and sometimes I sometimes I intermix them. I'll take like half from mm -hmm. one and half from another and then merge them together kind of thing. Uh, I think it's helpful to have hashtags you can always fall back on so you're not just always searching for like what's the newest, latest and greatest reseller hashtag that's out there. Right, because that takes a lot of time too. Um, I use Plan, P-L-A-N-N. -N. Yeah. It's an app. Um, it's it's a website too. Um, but you can go, it's nice because you can like type in the hashtag and then it tells you because you want to do like under 100,000, like when you're itty bitty, yeah. like under 100,000. Um, and then I can't remember the other criteria, but it'll tell you, you know, what the criteria is. And then you can make basically like what you have on your um, phone. Yeah. I have a couple saved like backup, like, and I usually only do like a couple and then I'll add relevant ones to like relevant yeah. for the post. Because mm -hmm. um, it's a lot of work to find brand new ones. It is. It is. And then you're also only limited to 30 hashtags, which seems like a lot. But when you're trying to gain exposure, sometimes 30 isn't enough because mm -hmm. there are other things, other components you want to add in, and you can't because Instagram is like, absolutely not. 30 is your maximum. So you're gonna Although I'm. I'm glad they tell you now because I used to yeah. not tell you and then your post just wouldn't post and you're like, what? And I yeah. wouldn't notice because I post and then I like go off with my kids and then I come back and I'm like, nobody liked my post. And I'm yeah. like, oh, it didn't post. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, and this is actually, I, I've heard this too and I can't do another thing. Maybe in the future I'll look at it. But you can do your YouTube into a podcast. Have you done yeah. any of that with your YouTube? 
I haven't. Um, I know people do it. Or you can do it vice versa. Do a podcast and have the video going on your computer and have a YouTube video or like a YouTube live or something going too. I haven't done it, but I know a lot of people do do it. Yeah. So how do you, on that note, because I do want to get back to the podcast a little bit and ask a little bit more in-depth details for people who want to know how to start a podcast. Mm -hmm. So how do you start a podcast? <laughs> like, where do you do, what software do you use? How do you mm -hmm. get it? Going. So I'm doing everything for free right now. There are paid versions and paid um, hosting sites you can use like Lisbon and there's a whole bunch of them, but I'm using Anchor right now, which is free. Um, it's an app. They have a website as well. So they are hosting my podcast. They also send your podcast out to all the platforms as well. It takes a little bit of time. Um, I recommend submitting your podcast to like Apple and Spotify and um, you know, all of those other platforms yourself first. Uh, and then eventually anchor catches up to it just so that your approval time is quicker and you're on that platform faster. So it probably took me two weeks to get on all the platforms. So I made sure I gave myself enough time for when we recorded the episode to when we said we were going to go live and made sure everything was all set and ready to go. So that's for like your first one, but then once you're up, every time you like upload a new one, then it goes out, or you have to wait yeah, two weeks. No, no, no. Everything oh, happens okay. automatically. Everything happens automatically. Okay. Um, it was just that first one. I wanted to make sure I was on all the on the on on all the platforms. So I submitted the applications to Apple. Um, Spotify is linked with Anchor, so that happened automatically. Um, Google Play, I did it myself. SoundCloud did it myself. Uh, they push out to different podcasting platforms that I had never even heard of before. Um, so yeah, that's the only thing. The other thing too, is I don't record an anchor anymore. I kept uh, running into technical glitches with it. So I record, Lori and I record on zoom for the most part and use the audio for it. Um, probably not the best way to do it, but it works for us right now. We don't have mics or anything. So that's the audio is good on there. It's easy to edit. I just take the audio file and put it into anchor and then I can edit it that way. So you can edit on anchor, you can record on anchor you do everything on there. It's all in one place. So, I mean, this is purely a selfish question. Nah. Um, <laughs> if I were to take like a YouTube, like this live yeah. and I said, okay, I want to put it on a podcast. I would export it and then just take the audio and put it into anchor right. and boom, I'd have it. I believe that um, anchor now started accepting video files as well for the audio. So they extract it, they extract the audio from it, and then they do what they need to do on their end, and then you can edit it and post it that way. It's podcast is so easy. I know, and I'm already doing it. And here's the thing, I say that I'm going to stop doing things and then I just keep adding them. <laughs> I mean, this goes back to the beginning of our conversation, right? I'm like, well, I'm already doing it. Let me just add to a podcast. So keep your eye out. You guys might hear a podcast from me. <laughs> It makes sense for you to do a podcast though, because you could take every everything you're doing on here and now you're giving it to a new audience. Yeah, that makes right. watch YouTube. Right. And it's all very podcastable. I mean, not all. A lot of my content, my personal content isn't because I do a lot of like visual stuff yeah. that you have to see, but like all of my lives, you could totally you don't need to see my our faces. Correct. <laughs> In fact, oftentimes I don't want you to see like, I'm like, oh, I haven't like, done anything today. Yeah, that, that was me. I was like, I have no makeup on and my hair's not done, but here we go. <laughs> it's it's real life. Oh, I heard that accent come out. I love it. My husband's, yeah. you know this, but for the yeah. audience, my husband's from um, the New England area and everyone's his accent comes out and I love to hear it. So do you pay for your account on Zoom in order to record? No. So if you're doing just audio, 
they're not going to time you out at that 40 minute mark for the um, free Zoom. If you're doing video, they will time you out in 40 minutes. So as long as you're not doing video, they will not time you out. As of yet, that might change because Zoom is hot right now. But for right now, it's free for just the audio component. Oh, because it oh, so even with only two people, it, it'll time you out if you don't do video. Because mm -hmm. it used to be you could do more like no more than two people, but I think they did change it now that everyone's now that everyone's yeah. using it. Yeah. So I've had three people on Zoom before with just audio and it didn't kick me out. But that was before that was before all this, you know, the pandemic and everything. So I don't know if that's changed or not. Yeah, they're constantly changing things. Like you have to do a password and stuff now. Well, too. They, yeah, they got hacked. That wasn't good. Yeah. Yeah, no, and it's crazy right now. And I've done Zoom calls where like I can't do video because it like is so slow. That's a whole nother conversation. Um, okay, podcast. So y'all have talked me into a podcast. Uh, yeah, not the not that maybe not anytime soon, but if I'm already doing that, I might as well just put it somewhere yeah. else. Um okay, so we talked about the podcast, YouTube. So you just started a YouTube channel. I know. How is that That's going? Crazy. Yeah, it's, I have a love-hate relationship with YouTube, so I want to know how you feel about it and how's it I don't going? know how I feel about it yet. It's like I'm in the honeymoon phase, right? Like, it's fun. It's fun right now, but I can see how you can easily get burnt out by it and just that constant, like, need to produce content because I promised everyone that I would post a video at 6 p.m. every Wednesday, you know, and, and trying to be relevant but not repeat the same thing that everyone else is doing because yeah. it's the reselling community. We all kind of do the same thing. So it's like, how do you diversify yourself enough so that people come back to see you because they enjoy watching you, but then you're also giving them that content piece that they want to see. So to be honest, I'm not like a big haul girl. Like hauls are fun. I like watching my friends that do hauls, but I'm not like sitting there watching it, you know, like it's on the background and I'm listening to it and I don't, yeah. I don't foresee myself doing a lot of those because it's just not what's it's not what speaks to me. Um, I might include them in here and there, uh, but it's not because it's good for engagement, right? And people like to watch yeah. that stuff, and I get it, I get that. Um, I'm more of a vlogger. I like to take people along with me. I like to share my experiences. So that aspect of it is fun because I like to talk and I like to share. So. That's fun. Editing is yeah. whatever. I mean, I'm not like a master editor. It just takes a long time sometimes because you're snipping in very specific segments. Um, I've learned iMovie very quickly. I don't know everything about iMovie, but I've learned a lot in that short period of time. And I'm sure there's more components and I'm sure there's different ways and different programs that you can use. But for right now, iMovie works for me. Yeah, that's where I'm at too. And it's pretty easy. Um, yeah. And I think the more you do it too, you learn how to not continue to talk so that you have to cut it out like uh -huh. in the beginning i was like okay well i'm gonna cut that four minutes out and now i like get so to funny you say that the last video i probably cut out a good eight minutes i was sitting there i was like what are you doing take this out this is ridiculous stop talking <laughs> no one wants to hear this for this long yeah you're gonna have these conversations with yourself yeah, and this is actually, um, I mean, like you said, it's a valid point. Resellers, all of our content, I mean, you have different aspects and people mm -hmm. take it different. Like mine is very like data analytics driven, um, but I still do, you know, it's so, like there's only so much to talk about for resellers. So I wanna ask the um, people in the chat, when you follow a YouTuber, like what makes you follow them? Why are you, like, why are you listening to their content? 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause I think it helps us all grow, but then also like, why are you following me? What kind of content do you guys like? Yeah. I don't know why any, yeah. I don't know why 125 of you follow me right now. Cause I've got nothing, but thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. And I think YouTube is probably cause you have a following other places. Um, it, for me, and if you're just starting YouTube and you don't have a big following in other social media venues, it's very hard to get started. I think um, getting those first followers is so, I mean, it's hard. There were so many nights yeah. that I was like crying. Like I just spent four hours on this video and it has four views. No one um, liked it. I had my yeah. first thumbs down on my first video. First of all, whoever gave me that, I want to know. It was my first video. Be nice. Or tell um, me what I did. <laughs> no, I have, I think that's a good thing, actually. Um, I yeah. have this theory and th you've made it big when people are negative towards you, mm. right? Like you are, enough people have seen you and given you a thumbs down. Like it took me quite a few videos before I got my thumbs down. Like, so you're getting a good, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know your first one. That was kind of rude. It was just like an introduction. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it's that, like the more, once you start getting like, you know, people, hacking or like spamming i'm like you've made it big danielle <laughs> like, pretty huge um let me see if i'm just checking in i have a hard time of keeping up podcasts. that's what yeah. i see yeah okay um, on your phone did you see that one um so you can oh, use canva on your phone i don't like to use canva on my phone if i'm like in a hurry and I need to do something really quick. I will, but I like to use a computer. I can edit things better. You can use my mouse, you know, it's, it's different. Yeah, for Canva, I agree. Um, I did a lot, now that my kids are older, I did a lot of stuff on my phone while I was putting kids to bed for nap time or bedtime. Um, so it was nice to have it in there, but it's definitely much easier to use on the phone. Yeah. Um, I wanna talk a little bit about YouTube specifics. Um, okay. I, I know you're new to it, um, but if people have questions, if they're wanting to start a YouTube channel, but you just started it. So what, like, how do you go about building your content? Like, I know you have a schedule, but on YouTube, so you have a podcast content, you have Instagram content, and now you have YouTube content. Are you doing kind of the same content and in the same, like today I'm Not talking about really. social media and next week, or are you building new content for all three different platforms? Building new content for each platform, unless it's something that, goes together. So the podcast is different because I have Lori with me. So the content's going to always be different than probably what I'm doing on social. Well, social media sometimes goes with my podcast so that like the first couple of days of the podcast launching, I might do my content surrounded around that just to kind of give exposure to the podcast. Um, but my YouTube content's just me. So I want it to showcase what I'm doing. Like I said, I'm gonna be more of like a vlog style. It's gonna be, you're gonna come along with me and we're gonna hang out and I'm gonna go through what I'm doing here in, in my small space and what inventory am I getting and how am I processing it? And like I did one on SEO, like I want it to be more informative. So that, which requires me to put a lot of work and effort and thought process into because Things have been talked about hundreds of times in the reseller world, but my perspective's a little bit different because of my background. And I think sometimes that could be a little controversial to some people because I don't follow the reseller way. Like I follow my way of how I did things when I was in the corporate world doing it. So what's the reseller way without I feel like resellers just 
fall in the same pattern of explaining different things in their rhymes and reasons for, I don't want to go into details as to like, you know, all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, you know, they, I feel like it's, everyone's, not everyone, but a lot of people kind of do the same thing over and over and over again. And they don't ever branch out into different ways of thinking, maybe is the way I should say. And my thought processes are just a little bit different because of my background. And I think it's important to share all those aspects with people. And it's nice for people to see that um, I may think of something differently than what someone else has been doing it for 20 years may think of it as. I'm just bringing a fresh perspective. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was just interested in because yeah. I have my own perspective on it, but I don't yeah, want to share that on I, YouTube. I don't want to be controversial. Yeah. We'll talk about it off of YouTube. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, I mean, and I, but I think, and it's not bashing anyone. It's not yeah, at all no. bashing. It's just when you come from a corporate background and you've worked in consulting companies and you work in the public sector, and it's your mindset's a little different than someone that may have never worked in those settings before. Put it that way. Restyle secrets is saying dispel. Um, I don't think there's anything to spill, but I think, but I think this is also why resellers that I just got monetized, so I don't know this CPM. I think whatever, like however it tells you like how well you're doing to get monetized, like you have different numbers. Yeah. Um, most resellers is actually really high because it's mostly uh learning content even if it's a haul like you're still learning like what yeah. brands are and like you're teaching things but i think the reason that there's so many resellers that can still do well is because we all do come to it with a different background mm -hmm. but i think some people are like okay cool i like you know sarah's more analytical thing where i like this person's more bubbly fun attitude you know and so like we all come to it with a different background yep. that i think there and there's so many resellers out there that there's like one person that's kind of how i see it like someone follows me because they like my more analytical thinking and someone's like, you know what, that is way too much analytics for me. I'm going <laughs> to go follow someone with the data, else. Sarah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and I try and that's, I try and keep it light and fun because I know math can be really boring. Um, it can be. It's not my favorite. I'm not going to lie. I know. I like it. Um, uh, agreed. Reselling has been around for years. YouTube has made it a thing. There are heaps of content you can do related to reselling. Um, and I agree. And I think it's sure. interesting when you follow the person because everyone does have their different perspective on it um so we are getting towards the end if people yeah. have this i know it went quick i could talk with you I or mean, in general about three this. hours so <laughs> no one would still be here but it's fine yeah um, i'll have you back on so we are, are nearing the end if people have specific uh social media questions you can definitely leave them in the chat right now where we have a few more minutes before i'm going to wrap this up if you're watching this in a video feel free to leave it um i can try and answer or i can make sure that daniela sees it as well we are both very active on instagram so um i don't yes, want to say daniela yeah okay i was gonna say i'm pretty sure yeah, she would fine with a dm as well um so I want to talk about the monetary um, impact of social media, why you do it and money wise, are you making money at it? Whether it is like Instagram doesn't pay unless you do like a sponsorship. No, no, a sponsorship it's not paying you. Right. Um, but are you, so this is a kind of a two part question because in podcast campaign and YouTube can pay. Um, I'm not going to include the Instagram one, but so is it worth it for getting paid on a podcast and YouTube? And then second part or first part, sorry, let me start over again. First part would be, yes, you are a reseller. 
Um, and are, are you noticing an impact in your sales? And you, I know you don't sell directly on Instagram, but do you do it for that reason at all? And are you noticing that you're getting better sales from being on social media? And then part two is monetary YouTube paid Instagram or podcast paid. Does that make sense? Yes. So part one, um, I don't see a difference in my sales with my followers, to be honest with you. I mean, if you if you do follow me and shut my closet, great. I appreciate you and everything that you do to support me. But I it doesn't correlate for me right now. But I also I have a small following and people have thousands and thousands and thousands of followers. I'm sure it's different. I'm sure that their followers on social media are the ones mostly shopping there closets or whatever it is they sell, right? It doesn't have to be reselling. It could be anything. Um, Podcast. We are monetized with that. So with Anchor, you get an initial um, ad that they give you, which is just an Anchor sponsorship ad. And then they they push another one out a little further along. Um, I search for my own sponsorships for the podcast. Um, And there's various websites to do that as well. And you can reach out to um, people and see, hey, I have a podcast. Here's what it's about. Um, you know, this is what my rate would be, you know, would you be interested or some people want to give you products to try and all that kind of stuff. So do I think, um, it's worth it to be monetized in a podcast? I mean, it's extra money. It's money I wouldn't be making for content that I'm producing. So yeah, that's great. It's not, I mean, I'm not making thousands of dollars off of it. Lori and I are splitting the costs. I mean, the profits obviously. Um, but it's not, I mean, it's good extra money. It's maybe a couple hundred here and there. I mean, it's not, and it depends. Well, let's do, let's do compare because everyone's like how much it is, is different. Like everyone has a different perspective compared yeah. to your reselling. Oh yeah. It's is so much it, smaller than my reselling. It's what? So much smaller amount in terms okay. than what I'm making on reselling. It's, it's minimal. And when you look at it that way, um, YouTube, I'm obviously not monetized. I just started. However, you need to really grow your YouTube following to actually make good money off of YouTube. Like, Mm-hmm. those beauty uh, influencers who I follow that I've been following since I was 18 years old are making over, you know, they're making six figure plus because they've been doing it for so long and they have so much yeah. content. So people are watching all of their videos and they're getting paid for every, they have thousands and thousands of videos. So it's a lot of work even on YouTube. I, yeah. You're my time, right, Sarah? Yes, but as I, I love this and I'm going to quote her all the time. As Denali says, you make hundreds of cents. Um, it is not yes (laughs) it is yeah there's probably like i think i looked at the stats once whether i decided whether it was worth it for me to do or not um and it's like the top two percent of youtubers can do it as a living right like it would supplement your income i'm not Mm going to be the top two percent I don't want to. Like that sounds like a lot. I don't blame you. <laughs> to be the top two percent, you have a production company. You've got people that are producing your content. They're creating the content for you. You're just sitting there and just doing it at that point. Yeah. It's like being on a movie set at that point. It's very different. So, I mean, you've got those fluke channels that like they open different snacks from around the world, or they're gamers, and you know, it's a specific it's a niche. Random viral. Yeah. 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 And that's different, but. Um, but even the gamers, because my husband's a gamer and he would love yeah. to have his own gaming YouTube channel. But even looking at that, it takes, you have to build a following. It takes so long and you need to put so many hours of gaming into it. So many yeah. hours. Um. So on, the, well, girly girl style. So if you guys don't follow Tori, go over and follow Tori. Um, do either of you use Pinterest or Interest? Oh. I use Pinterest. Don't use Twitter. 
you use Pinterest for your business. So for my podcast, yeah, for the podcast. I incorporate, um, so I do have Pinterest linked on Poshmark and that's new. And I can thank Leslie for that. She kind of pushed me to do it. Um, but I do link the podcast to Pinterest. Whether it helps or not, I don't know. Um, my analytics seem to be slowly going up every month on Pinterest. So Pinterest does have your business account. Um, it does show you data that goes along with it. It, I'm fairly new to it, so but I do use Pinterest. Yes, do you, Sarah? Use Pinterest? Yeah, yeah. So I will know. Um, not for Instagram or YouTube. I don't know how. Well, I like I have my Pinterest on YouTube, but I don't think you can yeah. send content that way. Um, but so Pinterest from the back end is a search engine, and it's one. I don't remember what number, but it's one of the top ranked search engines. And so having it like you want to Google is like up there, right? Like you want yourself to come up in Google. Um, but sending, so I send all of my Poshmark and all of my eBay listings to Pinterest, not necessarily because I think people are going to be checking my Pinterest board, but then it ranks it on Pinterest. And I mean, right. think about it when you search on, you know, you're searching for something. A lot of times, the Pinterest post is what comes up so i use it for my selling um not necessarily like social media but to get yeah. ranked um she's saying she wants tori is saying she wants to yeah. curate her pinterest i don't i don't even look at my pinterest. i don't even know my pinterest login so my personal pinterest i have a personal one and that has like all the house stuff and like you know all those my my wedding board is on there from when i was planning my wedding and everything so my business one is it's got like nothing on it it's got my podcast on it that's about it. Um, I don't even know what mine looks like. I just send it somewhere and then it goes off and then people right. view it. it goes. Yeah. Um, so I, if anyone has any specific questions, go ahead and um, ask them here. I do want to make sure too, I am all about shameless self-promotion. Um, so I, I want to thank everyone for joining and watching and learning. I hope you learned something new, but feel free to shamelessly self-promote you as well. Drop your handles, drop your closets, your eBay stores, all of those things. Um, leave those in the comments. If you're watching this in the recording, feel free to leave them in the comments as well. Um, I do have one question for you because we are both saying that you don't make any money doing social media, but it is very time consuming. Yes. Why do you do it? I do it because I want to spread knowledge that I I have things that I'm learning. I want to help the community. That's really what it's about for me. It's not for my own personal selfish reasons is I just want to meet people and I want to be able to help them in any way that I can, even if it's just to be friends, right? And say hi, because you don't know what someone's going through and they may need that connection with someone. And we have a, a similar interest, which is reselling. So that's what it is for me. So yes, it is time consuming. And yes, it requires me to sit down and methodically think about things. But um, at the end of the day, if I've touched one person, I've, able, I've been able to help them in some way, or maybe give them a tip or maybe help them think of something new to do in their business, then I've done my part. So that's why I use yeah. social media. Um, I think that's, I mean, it's a, a wonderful reason. Um, and I also appreciate that you said so some of your profits are going to charities, yeah. um, which just makes me love you even more. Um, we did have a question. Someone said, oh, someone wants to know what motivates us to follow somebody. I'll let you go first. Um, what motivates me to follow someone? Well, I have to have a personal connection with them. So I don't just like go following people just because they're resellers, you know, like just because you have hundreds and thousands of followers doesn't mean I'm going to follow you because you're a famous reseller. Um, I need to be able to connect with you on a personal level and we need to be able to like have conversations and 
help each other out when needed. So like my, I'm not following a ton of people on Instagram. I'm just following the people that I connect the most with. So if you want to have a connection with me and you want to be friends, then you need to send me a message so that we can be friends. And then I'll start following you. That's just basically how it works for me. And Danielle is an amazing friend. We actually, I don't, maybe on a lot, I don't know, some way I watched something of you and I was like, well, I love her. And we started oh. a whole um, <laughs> DM and the rest is mm -hmm. history. Um, and that's kind of how my philosophy on it is. Well, I don't, um, I have a hard time saying this because I really truly appreciate everyone that watches me. I am not a big social media person. I don't watch a lot of YouTube. I don't, I'm not on Instagram a lot. I don't use these venues to learn a lot or that much. It, and for me too, it's, it gets very overwhelming for me. I start to get really negative if I'm on YouTube for too long or if I'm on Instagram for too long. So I really have to limit myself personally. So when I follow someone, it's because, yeah, I've made a connection with them. I do appreciate everyone that watches me. So I really do want to say that yeah. I appreciate it's you guys. Not that I don't want to follow you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't like, I don't, I, I mean, I'm like you, I don't just randomly go follow people. And I don't know a lot of the like big resellers. Um, I know some of them, like, you know, I know Denali now because we made a connection in a different way. Yeah, I know. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, she's amazing. Definitely go follow her. Most um, person. Yeah. For sure. And that's like, we made a connection in a different light. Um, so I followed her and, but people will say like big resellers names and I'm like, doo -doo -doo, I have no <laughs> idea who that is. Um, and not that there's anything wrong with them, but I don't just like say, Oh, this person has, you know, 50,000 people. I'm going to follow them. It's Hey, Daniela was saying something really interesting on a live. I'm going to ask her a question. And now we're having this communication that goes back and forth. There are a few people that I am following a little bit more now and learning, um, you know, I'll like catch someone's video and I'm like, okay, that was really informative. Yeah. I'm going to watch it three times and take notes. Um, yeah. So I'll follow those people. Um, I think that was, that was the point of my tangent. Um, I think we're kind of similar in that. We are. We are. And I, you, I appreciate, I just learned, I'm learning at all of this. You can do these like, um, I don't know what these are called. <laughs> but whatever these yes, thank you. See, I'm not I'm not a consumer because my husband will be like, Sarah, you need to add that to your channel. And I'm like, oh, what is that? Like, let me go. Can you add I don't know. I've never used Steamyard, so I don't know. Besides coming yeah. on live. Well, you started me, I figured it out. You were my first live um months and months ago. Again. I mean Sarah likes me. Yeah, I know. Well, we have good conversation. Um, so I appreciate everyone for doing a super chat. I really do appreciate it. Um, I am going to sign off because we are going to go garden a little bit and have dinner. If you guys have any more questions about social media, definitely reach out to either one of us. If you like content like this, make sure to hit that subscribe button, hit the notifications so that you can get notified when new content is coming out. I am doing a weekly every Monday, 6 p.m mountain standard time it's an accountability chat anybody is welcome to come i have three spots available for the video it's the first three people that send me a dm get that link and then definitely join me in the chat it's a check-in how was your week what successes did you have what goals did you have um it's kind of like my staff meeting right because we don't have um co-workers and it gets very lonely and isolating and my husband can only listen to so much of my reselling and he can't have the conversations back and forth he's like no. yeah that sounds cool but like he can't be like well did you you know yeah. um so it's definitely selfish but also for other people because i if i want it i'm sure there's other people out there that want it as well so that is open to anyone 6 p.m mountains 6 p.m mountain standard on monday open to anyone 
join me there. Um, Wednesdays, I'm also doing my mentorship with Chris and I am learning Chris from Daily Refinement. I am learning so much stuff from him. So awesome. Um, yeah, he's, I, yeah, that's crazy. Um, so definitely follow those along. And then I do a lot of these lives because I don't know hardly anything to be completely honest. Um, I am only a year and a half into reselling. Um, I have a background in data analytics, but then, and also doing some upcycling, but there's so much stuff that people can share with us. So if there's content that you would like to see, if I can't speak to it, um, I will hunt down someone who can speak to it and have them on my live. If you have something that you're like, hey, I'm you know an expert in this and I wanna come on your channel, send me a DM for that as well. I hope everyone has a good weekend. That was a really long spiel, I'm sorry. <laughs> you try and get it all out and then it's like rambles on. Um, so I hope everyone has a good weekend. Daniela's information is in the description down below. So follow her on all social media. She has, oh, there's Lori. Oh, um, she about has, you, but, you know, you weren't here, so. Yes, all good things, Lori. Um, follow Lori. A lot of the people on the chat too have great, amazing um, social media as well. So on that note, have a wonderful weekend. Um, and it's a long weekend. I don't know if yeah. you really noticed it because like well, I'm going to, and I don't have to work on Monday, so that's great. Oh, I guess that's true. My husband's off, but we usually do like it's the weekend that the pools opened, and now. Yeah. Yeah, no, no pools are open. So that's kind of sad. But I hope everyone has a great weekend and I will see you guys on Monday. Have a good weekend. Bye.